Welcome back to Backshots. Welcome back to Backshots, episode five. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is I don't know what um episode five. Uh, any announcements for this week? I believe we are dropping Saturday instead of Friday for this week's uh, Friday episode. We have a few guests uh, joining us this week, but it's gonna be um. I guess it's just a little different because nobody really knows who these people are. So, yeah, I hope you look forward to that one. Um, besides that, this episode is about emotional. Actually, hold on. It's July 6th. Let me shout out my cousin real quick. Uh, shout out Luis. Happy birthday, man. Um, you know, he's out there in New York right now living his dream, living the dream of a model. So congrats. You know, you're always going to be like, uh, not just my cousin, you know, pretty much my brother. So proud of you. I love you. And I uh, hope you had a good day today. <clears throat> this episode's about, uh, emotional detachment. So I'm going to hop right back, right into it. These are, there are two type, two general types. In some cases you may develop emotional detachment as a response to a difficult or stressful situation. Um, but in other cases it may result from a psychological condition such as depression anxiety etc um emotional detachment can be helpful if you use it purposefully such as by setting boundaries with certain people or groups boundaries can help you maintain a healthy distance from people who demand too much of your emotional attention or too much of your attention in general it doesn't even have to be emotional physical attention or which you know tends to lead into emotional eventually but it's good to set boundaries with people who demand too much from, from you being you, you know. Uh, but emotional detachment can also be harmful when you can't control it. You may feel numbed or muted, and this is also known as emotional blunting. And it's typically typically a symptom or issue that you should consider working with a mental professional to address. When you hit that numb or that mute button on those sad feelings that you don't want to feel, or those angry feelings or whatever it is, you lose that you you detach yourself from not only the the negative but the also the positive there's no detaching yourself from specific emotions you just can't do that you numb yourself from all emotion um symptoms from emotional detachment people who are emotionally detached or removed may experience symptoms such as difficulty creating or maintaining a personal relationship friends mother father brother sister cousins loved ones etc a lack of attention or appearing preoccupied when others around. Oh my God, I cannot read my notes. Um, a lack of attention or appearing preoccupied when around others. Difficulty being loving or affectionate with a family member, mother, father, sister, etc. Avoiding people, activities, places because they're associated with past trauma. So like <laughs> not being able to go to the movies because they remind you of somebody or not being able to look up at the moon because they remind you of somebody or you know, not um, a certain scent or a f- or an ice cream or a flavor or a fucking certain shoe or a certain color, shirt, couch, park, bench, mirror, TV show. Reduced ability to express emotion. Difficulty empathizing with another person's feelings. Not giving one fucking rat's ass about anybody's feelings. Not easily sharing emotions or feelings. Not being able to communicate or talk about anything. Difficulty communicating committing to another person or a relationship not being able to settle down 
Um, not saying you not being able to settle down has some sort of emotional detachment. It's just saying some people are just aren't ready for a relationship. That's fair. But um, in some cases, that's some sort of form of emotional detachment. Uh, last, not making another person a priority when they should be, like your mother or father. When for most cases, they should be your priority. Um, how do I identify emotional detachment? Emotional detachment can slowly build over time, and it may occur over rapidly in response to an acute situation. Um, though everyone is different, sometimes the signs and the symptoms are somewhat similar. Uh, the inability to feel emotions or feeling empty, numb, lost, losing interest in enjoyable activities or becoming less involved in relationships, showing little empathy, once again, or being harsh or unkind to others. And the types of emotional detachment <coughs> sorry, may develop um, for potential reasons, which can include constant exposure to bad or unpleasant news. So stay away from those bad people who bring nothing but negativity to your table. Those people are, once again, the reason why you feel lost and disconnected from the world. Constant negative bad exposure, constant constant negative exposure to just any situation is, is unpleasant and, and doesn't get you anywhere. Um, another one is traumatic experiences that you need help. You need to be able to admit that, that certain experiences forming some sort of trauma in you and, and that's where you get help and you can you can get over that um, another one is abuse can cause emotional detachment side effects of certain medications can cause emotional detachment such as um, what's it called uh, antidepressants or you know whatever fucking um, shit they can prescribe you to numb your fucking brain uh, conditioning as a child due to parental or cultural expectations. Um, eh, I have nowhere to relate on that one. What causes emotional detachment? Emotional detachment may be voluntary. You know, Some people can choose to remain emotionally removed from a person or a situation. Other times, emotional detachment results from a trauma, abuse, or a previous encounter. In these cases, previous events may make it difficult to be open and honest with a friend, loved one, or significant other. Sometimes you do it by choice. And some people choose proactively to remove themselves from an emotional situation. They step back and they know that the situation is not for them. They step back and they're like, okay, there's nothing beneficial coming from the situation. So I know it's best to step back. This might be an option if you have a family member or a colleague that you know is upset, that upsets you greatly, such as a coworker. You know, there's people who, you know, shouldn't be in your lives. And, and the best and the most proactive way to go about it is to step back. You can choose not to engage with this person or persons. That will, this will help you remain cool and keep calm when dealing with them. In situations like this, emotional detachment is a bit of a protective measure and it helps you prepare for situations that may trigger a negative emotional response. As a result of abuse, sometimes emotional detachment may result from traumatic events such as childhood abuse or neglect. Children require a lot of emotional connections from their parents or caregivers. If this is not forthcoming or, you know, given, the children may stop expecting it so growing you'll, you'll grow up and eventually just be like damn this shit's not coming this shit's not gonna be given to me this shit's not receivable from any like nobody's bound to give this to me when that happens it may begin to turn off their emotional receptors um which is also known as reactive attachment disorder which is a condition where children cannot bond with their parents or anybody 
because they don't know how to receive that emotion. They don't know how to receive love or anything like that of that sense. That can lead to a depressed mood, inability to show or share emotions and behavior problems, etc. Um, what does emotional numbness feel like? Emotional numbness can be difficult to imagine and to explain, but if you haven't experienced it yourself, some people describe it as a feeling of emptiness or dis- or emptiness, emptiness, emptiness. I'm going to leave it at that. While some people report to feeling isolated, some people have no some people feel as they have no future or that there's no hope for their numbness to ever fade or go away often i feel invisible as if i'm a ghost etc um i can the situation would be like i would you know i just see um all my loved ones enjoying in the like in a uh like how do I explain this? Like you would see like your family members having a good time and you feel invisible or you feel like you're not there or you feel like you're not present or like you're undetected, you know. Um, three reasons to let yourself feel your emotions. Struggling with your emotions often lead to more suffering. And I believe that it is far healthier to lean into your experience of pain or sadness or, to, you know, or, or feelings rather than trying to numb it or push it away or not feel it. Here are three reasons why it's important to allow yourself to process and experience your true feelings. Before we get into those three reasons, I do want to talk about how, uh, let's say one of those traumatic experiences is, I guess, like a family member passing away or, or a breakup or or your dog passing. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Some sort of sad experience. It's okay to feel that and it's okay to feel sad in that moment. But the moment, you, you know, you start to feel sad, you know, not only embrace it but understand to your like get yourself to understand that you're sad in that moment and not continuing past that moment yeah it happened yeah you're sad and yeah it's the 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 event is unfortunate yeah but you can't continue to be sad yeah it's you can mourn and you can be sad for a few days but you were sad in that moment the moment that it happened you can't prolong the sadness because then it will just drag on and it's never ending you know you're it's okay to be sad in the moment. It's okay to mourn for a little, but don't prolong your emotions. Understand them, surpass them, be better. Okay, three reasons. Uh, when you numb sadness, you also numb happiness and joy. You can't, like I said, you can't numb one emotion. You numb yourself to all emotion. The reality is that you cannot selectively numb emotions. It's impossible. Using negative behaviors to avoid your feelings may help you experience less sadness and anger but they also stop you from feeling happiness, joy, and positivity. Part of the amazing thing about being a human, having a fucking soul, is that we're able to have a range of emotions, leading from sadness, anger, happiness, joy, being excited, being angry, furious. All of those are emotions that us humans are able to feel. They're in a fat-ass range of emotions. Experiencing sadness and hurt is part of what makes it incredible to feel joy and happiness. So in order for you to have those lows of lows, like having those lows is going to make those highs even higher and going to make you feel even, you know, it, it makes it feel even better than, than it would have felt if you had no fails or no, no failures, no sadness. Thinking of your feelings as waves, as think of your feelings as waves in the ocean. They come and go, rise and fall. No feeling lasts forever. Anger and sadness are necessary, helpful parts of a human experience. Additionally, 
all of our emotions contain gifts and help us grow as people. So any of that anger, any of that sadness, anything that comes with that will help you grow in the long run. It's all beneficial towards you. Uh, struggling with your emotions often leads to more suffering. Try to fight. Trying to fight your feelings often leads to more suffering. Using negative behaviors to try to numb our feelings. For example, alcohol or drugs, those are temporary solutions. And then you fall right back into the hole that you were in. And if anything, it'll just make a bigger hole. You avoiding your issues with any whatever, like alcohol, drugs, anything that's not you in, like feeling those feelings. It would just lead to a bigger, a bigger depression or a bigger hole or a bigger. It won't ever lead to anything good. Um, I lost my train. I thought I am so sorry. <laughs> um, and last but not least, processing and experiencing your feelings is part of having a full life. In order, you know. Everybody wants a full life. Everybody wants to feel like they accomplished something in their life. And in order for you to have a full life, you need to be able to process and experience your feelings. Um, experiencing your emotions and being vulnerable with the people that you trust is a sign of true strength and not a weakness. Ultimately, the most, ultimately, the way to most, to to heal, and move through painful experiences is to let yourself feel. You can do this by writing a journal or through artwork, or talking to a friend, or seeking help from a therapist, or any licensed professional. There are so many healthy ways to process your emotions. Of course, there are times when it's not always, you know, possible to process your feelings in that moment, which is when you employ healthy distractions or coping strategies. Later, it is still important to process your feelings when you are in a better place to do so. So, um, let's say a healthy distraction or a coping strategy would maybe be breathing exercises or those stupid fidget toys or, I don't know, thinking of a good memory. Just so that later on you can process those feelings and and, and once you're in a more remote you know, remotely like a better place to process those feelings. Ultimately, you deserve to let yourself experience all of your emotions and treat yourself with kindness and care. But basically, overall, guys, what I'm getting at here is process your emotions. Don't get stuck on one. Don't get rid of all of them by trying to get rid of one. Feel your emotions so you you feel like you're rooted to the earth. You So you feel like a human, so you feel like like you're alive so you don't feel dead so you don't feel muted so you don't feel numb feel your emotions it's okay to be sad in the moment don't prolong it and i think that's all i have <laughs> i love you guys um this was episode five y'all stay tuned for episode six i love y'all Mwah.